This is the Leadership Lessons Podcast, hosted by Pastor Daniel Williams, a podcast to encourage and equip church leaders. Brought to you by eeleaders.com. Hey everyone, we've been talking about teams the last few episodes, trying to be practical and help you out because we're better together than we are alone. And so as a leader, we deal with uh, aspects of working in teams and how do we recruit and retain volunteers? How do we empower others to accomplish this great vision? But today, I, I wanna see a different side, sort of flip the script and let you see the other side of the coin of not just leading a team, but being a part of a team as a leader and to have a mentor, the importance of mentorship, a coach, someone on your team to be pouring into you as you lead the team. Now, do you have someone coaching you, uh, pouring into you, someone where you can go and learn from? It's important for us as leaders to understand that these people are a part of our team and they're gonna affect our leadership and our team. As people are pouring into us, uh, it gets into our DNA and then we're able to pour that into other people. And so it's important to understand the, the difference a mentor or a coach will make in your life. Um, I meet with a lot of church planners and really coach them and help them out as much as I can and I'm able to. And you know, there's a couple of key factors in the success of a church. And what I mean by success is simply just surviving after a few years, making disciples and not giving up. And you'd be surprised it's not money. It's not if a church planner or a church starts with a $100,000 budget or $10,000. That that factor is not going to be an issue whether a church goes for two or 20 years. The, the two key qualities um, that are going to make a successful church plant, one that thrives and grows and endures through hard times, is the character of the church planner, which should be no surprise because that's a biblical requirement found in 1 Timothy 3. But it's also not just the character of the church planner, but if that church planner has a coach. It's the character of a church planner if that church planner has a coach, someone to speak life into them, encourage them, ask them questions, hold them accountable, and just pray with and for them. See, a coach is someone who asks you a lot of questions, who helps you process things, who's on your side, who helps you to get better. And it's important that we as leaders have a coach in our life. And the difference between a coach and a mentor is a mentor not only does all those coaching things, but he's actually been where you've been. Uh, he has gone down that path and has that experience so you can actually uh, tap into the well of knowledge and wisdom that that person has. And so it's, it's important for us as leaders to understand, okay, if I, if I want to make a great impact on my team, I should have someone be pouring into me. Maybe if this would even start us to be thinking about praying for a mentor, praying for a coach. And you could have multiple mentors, multiple coaches. You don't just have to learn from one specific person. For example, if you're a lady out there and you're, you're gifted in leadership and you're, you're just rocking, you're acing it, but you want to improve on your marriage, you, you should find an older lady, someone that has a great marriage and say, hey, how, how can you mentor me? Can I ask you questions about marriage? What does that look like? And, and you can go after someone that you really um, look up to and respect and has a solid marriage that you can learn from. 
Um, if you're if you're gifted in teaching and maybe part of a teaching team, you know there's it's good to have a mentor to help you practice the skill of uh, articulating things to preach the Bible better, to speak in front of people, to give you feedback and, and tidbits and to have a mentor in that area. And so we have certain responsibilities and certain life goals that we would want maybe a mentor to fit this section and a, and a mentor or a coach in that section. But we can learn and we can have this, this humble spirit to learn and grow and this will affect our team. And this is one of the reasons why I continually recommend a, a book of the month because many mentors or many people that we learn from, we may necessarily not even have a, a key close relationship with, but they've written content that could help us along in our journey. Uh, this month's recommendation uh, book of the month is Spiritual Leadership by J. Oswald Sanders. It's sort of a, a leadership um a spiritual leadership classic, uh, over a million sold, I believe, and it's just so good. And, and he says this to just sort of whet your appetite for the book. We can only read the best, only which invigorates our mission. It's, it's important to read things to help us grow, to help us learn, to advance the mission. He also says in this book, many who aspire to leadership fail because they have never learned to follow. Man, that that's so Good. We need to learn to follow, need to grow. He would say Jesus placed the disciples in, into internships that enabled them to learn through failure and success. And the reality is as a leader, you're going to have failures, you're going to have successes, but you need to learn and grow from both experiences. Finally, he says leaders today, those who are truly spiritual, must pass the torch to younger people as a first line duty. See, and as we are mentored, as we are coached, as people are passing on information and DNA and just wisdom onto us, we're going to learn from them and then we're going to be actually learning how to do that to other people, passing our faith on to one another. And so I wanted to bring up this subject of mentorship in the last few uh, episodes of this season so that way we can understand the importance of receiving mentorship but also being a mentor and a coach for others as well and so i sat down with my friend robbie christmas from family church uh, in west beach uh, west palm beach florida and he this guy is just a great coach he's a, he mentors a lot of church planners he's run the church planning residency at family church and i'm um, just constantly always learning from him he's just such a wonderful good trainer and so uh, i know that we can learn and glean a lot from this conversation and this is my friend me and robbie having a conversation on mentorship Hey everyone, I'm here with my friend Robbie Christmas over at Family Church and uh, just wanted you guys to learn from him, his life, and what he is doing. And so, Robbie, explain like what you actually do here. Yeah, man. So here at Family Church, West Palm Beach, Florida, yeah. and I work with our residency program and with all of our church planning. So we bring guys in into this leadership pipeline we call church planning residency. These are guys that are being trained to be church planners, pastors, ministry leaders. Mm -hmm. And then we send them out into the field. We mobilize them on teams to go out and actually plant churches. So I'm overseeing that process. That's awesome, man. Yeah, it's fun, man. It's good. Yeah. Uh, one of the reasons why I wanted to interview you is to talk about mentorship. Since you're uh, the director of residency uh, program and you're mentoring a lot of guys that are high-capacity leaders in ministry, um, I just thought it would be good and fruitful to talk uh, have a conversation about mentorship. And so sure. um, what benefits um, ha does a mentor have in people's lives? Like in a pastor and a church planner's life, what 
Is that valuable to them and what benefits sure. does that bring to people? Yeah, I think one of the biggest benefits, one of the things that comes to my mind quickly when you ask that question is um, to help you see blind spots. Uh -huh. Because no matter what kind of a leader you are, no matter what kind of capacity, gifting you have, you have blind spots. And there's only so many of them your wife can point out. Yes. Like some of them, some of those blind spots, praise God, need to come from someone else. And so I just feel like having a mentor um, helps you grow in some ways that you might not even know you need to grow. Now, of course, that means that you open your life up enough for that person to actually see those things in you. But yeah, man, I think recognizing blind spots is a huge benefit of having a mentor. Yeah. How have you, um, just as a pastor, as a church planner, a leader in the church, just grown from having a mentor yourself? Yeah. So um, that's one of the ways is, is knowing that I've had people that have been able to recognize those blind spots in me and say, hey, man, come here, let me mention something to you really quick. Um, another way is just that built-in sense of accountability. Mm -hmm. So whether it's a weekly meeting with a mentor or just the reality that you know that here's someone who loves you enough to call you out when you need it, mm -hmm. they're kind of there, like they're kind of on your shoulder a lot of times um, in a good way. Yeah. And there's, there's just kind of that voice that's like, hey, push harder. Yeah. Hey, in this situation, actually you need to go this way, not that way. And knowing that you have someone like that in your life, I, I, I think their influence goes beyond that once a week that you meet with them or, or whatever it is. So yeah, I think that's a big benefit. Yeah. And before we get too in depth in conversation, talk about mentorship. How would you even define mentorship or coaching or um, like what, when you think of that word, what do you think of? How would you define it? Yeah, I always get this picture of a fountain and at the top is, is the water coming out, but then there's a pool here and the water flows into there, but that pool actually overflows into another pool, which overflows into another pool. And that's kind of a picture I get, man. A mentor is, is a guy who's just going to overflow into you. Mm -hmm. And so the things he has received, the lessons he's learned, um, the, the hard lessons he's learned, yeah. the mistakes he's made, the things he's learned from these things, look, he's able to pour that into you. And, and, and then you, of course, keep the fountain going, don't let it stop with you, are able to turn around and pour. So it's just this, this idea of pouring into someone else what God has poured into you. Yeah, and so as you received and benefited from a mentorship relationship, um, how have you come alongside now and poured into other people? What are some practical things that you do to mentor other uh, church planners and pastors? Sure. Well, one of the things is just having hard conversations. And, and here's what I'll say about that. I, I remember specifically a mentor of mine, um, so just tell you a little story, was over at the house and we were watching a football game, but my son and I were also throwing football in the house. Um, which we do. It's what we do at our house. We, we go to other people's houses and I'm like, Shh, no, don't throw that. Most people don't have that rule. Um, so anyway, and the next day he goes, hey man, come here. I need to talk to you for a minute. We sit down in his office and he goes, hey, we're over the house. I noticed you and your son were throwing football and um, you may not realize this, but you were coaching every single thing he did. Every throw, every catch, it was, well, hold your hand a little differently or hey, do no matter if he caught it or missed it. And he goes, listen, you need to dial it way back on that. Now, I've coached, I coached high school football for six years. Uh -huh. So I'm like, yeah, I was doing good, right? No, you weren't doing good. Shut your mouth. Throw ball with your kid. I, that was a blind spot. Hmm. But my mentor loved me enough to point it out. Yeah. Okay, so again, the, the pouring, you know, the pouring down. That was 
a conversation that for some people that, that could have been tough. There's a little bit of confrontation there, mm-hmm. but it's something I needed to hear. And by the way, I took that to heart and that was really helpful for me. So I'm trying to do the same thing for other guys. Yeah. And I think with the mentor relationship, it's not just information to information to pass on information, but That's right. it, you know, we have to do everything in love. And so how important is, is love and friendship in a mentor mentor relationship? Right. It's everything. Um, if there's no love that, Go back to the fountains. Um, just picture a big wall where the water's supposed to come out. Right? If there's no love, that's basically what you're going to get. I mean, we, we are. We cannot get away from it. We're creating God's image. God has a huge heart for us. And so our hearts are connected in every relationship and everything that we're doing. And if we're not feeling that from someone else, our trust level is going to go way down. So what I used to tell when I was in student ministry, I would tell my leaders, relationship equals influence. Mm-hmm. If you are not connected to the heart level, you're not going to influence that kid. That's a, that's a universal principle that goes through all relationships and all um, attempts at mentoring. And so love truly is the foundation for communication. Yeah. If you don't have that. So, that, so for that reason, like you said, it's not just information transfer. It's life on life. So when you picture that water flowing down, don't picture information. Picture a package deal of your heart, your mind your words, everything coming out. Because if you if you just try to do one thing, um, somebody's going to pick up on that and it's not going to have influence. Mm-hmm. So that said, the practical piece that comes with that is if you're going to mentor someone, you need to understand that it takes time. Yeah. You have to have the kind of margin in your life that allows you to not only say the things that need to be said when they need to be said, mm. but also make a phone call, send a text, ask how's your wife, and then shut up and actually listen when they go to answer, yeah. um, but it's time well spent. Hmm. All right, so let's lean into that. I just want to ask you a question about uh, loving and relationships because it may be awkward and hard to think about, but um, how do you actually build relationships? Like a mentor, mentor relationships. How, what are some ways that you, uh, as you're pouring into guys, love on them and serve them and just build a natural relationship with them? Sure. Yeah, so one of the things is... Um, you have to think less about self. All right, ministry leaders, pastors, we are agenda-driven. We're always moving forward. Yeah. And we're, really, we're, we're often thinking about the next meeting or the next, next meeting. And so we're always, you have to slow down and be in the moment. And you have to think about someone else. So a simple, practical thing you can do in your conversations is ask people questions about their own life. Mm. Now, again, that, that's really simple. There's nothing like mind-blowing about that. But if you're talking to someone who's in your ministry or somebody who you're leading or potentially leading, slow it down. Ask them questions about their life. Don't just ask them questions about their ministry. Yeah. Don't just ask them questions about effectiveness or numbers or, you know, productivity. Ask about their family. Ask about their wife. Ask about their hobbies. Ask about these things and then listen and and genuinely care. Um, One, that's important just because... Again, that's God's heart for us. He genuinely cares about us in all parts of our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, but two, those are going to be the times that start to build that relationship, which ends up being the foundation for you to actually influence that person's life. So that's a simple, practical thing, but I think a really important one. Yeah. And then, okay, so you're, you're receiving from a mentor. Now you're pouring out and, um, you know, just lovingly build that, those things. How has that benefited your life? Because, you know, Jesus said it's better to give than to receive. And as you're giving unto these other uh, leaders, I find myself in my mentor relationships of like, wow, I'm actually benefiting just as much 
because you said mentoring takes time, it takes energy and yeah. effort. But yet, I I get so much out of it by just coaching people and helping people out. Like sure. How how the hell has that happened with you? Yeah. So, what is the benefit of that pouring out? Yeah. Yeah. I think one just on a truth level, Jesus said there's a benefit. So it is more blessed to give than to receive. And so sometimes it's just walking away knowing that uh, whether I feel it right now or not, that was really valuable mm-hmm. because Jesus said it is. <laughs> so, <laughs> yep. so that's one thing I think that's that's really important. But I think there is a lot of times there is this byproduct of a sense of fulfillment of just knowing like, wow, what I just did in that person's life, simple as it may be, it probably meant a lot to them. And again, creating God's image when we care for others, there's something inside of us that clicks and goes, wow, that was right. Mm-hmm. That was the right thing to do. Yeah. And so I think you get that benefit. But then here's the other thing in reality here. Sometimes you're going to be explaining something to someone and they're like, wow, thanks. And, and they walk away and you go, gosh, I better write that down. That was really, really good. <laughs> and I'm not good. following that advice. Yeah. So I'm writing this to myself right now because I actually needed to hear what I just told that person. Mm-hmm. And so, man, there's, we learn best by teaching. Yeah. And so it's sometimes as you're, and sometimes it might just be in a caring, it's not, again, it's not always this instructive mode, but just in a caring mode, but the caring words that you give to somebody else, you might go, man, I, I needed some of that, right? And so I think sometimes just hearing the things that God um, empowers and equips you to say mm-hmm. sometimes can actually be a benefit in your own life. That's amazing. Okay, so um, I, I have a little question for you. Say if you're not there yet. There's many different types of leaders that are listening to this, whether mm-hmm. you're a church planner, experienced ministry leader, you're just getting started. Man, we want to encourage and equip you. And maybe you are a young leader and you don't feel like you have enough to pour out into people yeah. uh, because you need to receive. And that, that's okay. And so what would you suggest to a young, new leader in the church um, about how to go about finding a mentor and um, what that would look like for them? Because sure. I think a lot of young guys do want guys to pour into them, but they don't even know like how or where to start or anything sure. like that. Yeah, so again, just the first thing that comes to mind is back to that picture of these fountains. Um, reality is you do need both. Mm-hmm. And so whether you feel like you're ready or not, you are ready. Yep. If you, if you know more or have experienced more or more passionate about one thing than someone else, then you're ready. Yeah. And so in one sense, we need to keep that in mind because God is calling us to, to pour out. Um, and so it might be, I'm not, I know I'm not answering your question yet, but it might be a teenager, it might be a middle schooler, but there's someone yeah. you can be pouring into. That's okay, because I was leaning towards that. Okay. No, because I think that especially discipleship, mentorship, all you really have to do is be a step ahead. That's it. A leader just is just a step or two ahead, and you just pour in whatever you know. And even yeah. Paul said, the things I receive, I give to you. That's right. And, and the reality is that the fresher the lesson yeah. to you the more heated it's going to heat it in a good way, the yeah. better it's going to come out to that other person, man, because you just, I just learned this a week ago. So now I'm telling it to this person with tons of excitement. And where's that coming from? Because I just learned it. Yeah. It's fresh. It's real. And so, so on one level, just recognize if you don't feel ready, you are ready. You just need to find the right person for you to be pouring into. But your question was, how do I find that person to pour into me? Yeah. Um, so my thought is you look around, look at the people that you admire. Look at the people that are doing things that you feel like line up with what Jesus did. Mm-hmm. Right, um, and then get on that person's calendar. Just reach out and get on the person. Listen, it is not a mentor's job to come find you and tell you that they want to mentor you. Sometimes that'll happen. Praise God, and if it, and that's a good fit and a good connection, then all right, praise God for it and move on. But if you want to be mentored by someone, then you go out and engage that person and say, "Hey, I'd love to get some some of your time." Mm-hmm. 
Um, so I think that's a big piece in finding is look for someone that looks like Jesus and loves like Jesus, yep. right? And then get on their calendar. And, and don't be too scared to do that. Just go to them and say, hey, man, I'd, I'd love to get some of your time. I've got some questions I'd love to ask and just love to hear your thoughts on a few things. Yeah. And then just go do it and then see where God takes the relationship from there. Yeah, as I've uh, talked with a lot of young leaders, that's one of their things. They think, oh, well, I, don't, I don't have nothing to give and I don't know how to do that. But the reality is I love what you said. Like you just you need to be able to be poured into and then pour out. What's the word that you would have for maybe more of those experienced leaders like yourself that are now um, walking with Jesus for many years and have a lot of lessons learned. I find that a lot of people are insecure and not knowing and going about to find a mentoree. Uh, what would you say as far as if you're someone that's uh, a leader in the church, what, what are some steps that you can take to find faithful people to pass those information, Good. that lesson, that overflow onto? Sure. Well, I'll go back to, yeah, I'll go back to one of the things I said before, and that is just about engaging people. Mm -hmm. um, Engage people around you and listen to them. Ask people questions about their own life. What that's going to do is that's going to communicate your availability. It's going to communicate your genuine concern. That's going to go ahead and lower the um, potential intimidation that someone may feel yeah. when they see how approachable you are. All right, so I think that's one thing. That's one step that I would take. And then as you look around, as you see people that are running hard, as you see people that are passionate, right? I, I love what Howard Hendricks said, um, faithful, available, teachable. Right, so you're looking for fat people, faithful, available. When you see people like that, yeah. lean into them, mm -hmm. engage them, see what's going on in their lives. Yeah. And, and you'll see, man, if this is somebody that's pretty hungry to learn and grow, um, then that gives them the opportunity to communicate that to you. Now, I did say that to, to the person who's looking for a mentor, I did say it's not their job to come find you. Right, You go out and get on someone's counter. But to the potential mentor, I'm going to flip it around and say, yeah, you need to have your eyes open to the people that you could potentially mentor. Yeah. Um, and Jesus did go and find certain people and say, hey, you come follow me. Yeah. Um, to, to, the, to the person looking for a mentor, mentor, I say that to take away any excuse you might have to not find a mentor. Mm -hmm. Well, no one's ever asked me. Well, that's not, that's not their fault. If you want a mentor, you go out and find one. So, so that's what I'm saying to the, to the person looking. But to a potential mentor, yeah, I think you need to be approachable. Look for people who are faithful, available, teachable. Fat. Fat people, okay? And then, not PH, that has actually F. Yeah, faithful. Actually fat it's people. It's very important. Be approachable and go out and engage people. And then try to lean in and, and see if there's someone that you can connect with, engage with. And, and here's the thing. The more we do that as leaders, the more we're going to find connections that really turn into some genuine relationships that turn into influence that then influence the kingdom. And that's yeah. what God's called us to do. And I love that because it seems like whether you're a mentoree, a mentor, uh, what your the heart is, have initiative. Seek it. That's right. Uh, mentorship just doesn't happen. It actually takes time. It takes energy. It takes effort. Uh, but it's worth it. And so what would be one of those stories of success? Because it does sure. take time. It does take energy. But it's totally worth it. And Absolutely. So, when you think of a success story of, of mentorship in someone's life, what uh, what do you think of? What's one personal story that comes to mind? Sure. I'm going to give you two, actually. Okay. Um, the guy whose office is right next to, no, two offices down, Derek Simpson. He's our student pastor and actually campus pastor downtown. Um, Derek just really has a knack for this. Um, he finds young guys that are faithful, available, teachable, and that want to run hard and want to learn and grow. And man, he just gets them together. He starts to get them into the rhythms of the ministry and he's got them in meetings and he's just kind of hammering on them 
and, and shaping and refining them. And man, the, the guys that have hung out with Derek and have put themselves under his leadership and mentorship um, have really been shaped into some strong leaders. And they're still young in their development, so it's going to be awesome to see kind of where they go. Um, but another one is, is a guy that I've been working with named um, Gustavo. And Gustavo is planting one of you our... You smiled when you said that I word. did. And you can't so not. Awesome. You can't not smile. And it's really, it's less than the name. It's the, it's the picture that came to my mind when I said his name. Yeah. Uh, this guy is just gold. And, um, you know, again, he's been in our residency. We've got 30 people in our residency right now, um, both on the English and Spanish speaking side. And Gustavo is one of those who graduated in this last um, class. Mm -hmm. And it was just really neat. His, um, his wife said to my wife the other day, she said, he's not even the same person. And just the growth, especially in leadership and boldness and confidence, yeah. still, still filled with compassion, but just in boldness and confidence and moving forward in leadership, he's really started to display that. Um, and it's showing in the church that he's planting. So that's been a mm -hmm. huge, and, and that came from mentoring and loving this guy. That's awesome. Well, man, I, I appreciate your time. You're doing an amazing job here. I love serving Jesus with you here in South Amen. Florida. You too. Uh, what's one of those things that you could just give us a last piece of advice? All right, here it is. Word of here encouragement. It is. I'm I can't even wait till you finish your question. Go. Here, listen, listen. Mentors, leaders, listen. What you now do naturally was at one time not as instinctive. Mm. Okay, listen. You've got to go back in time in your development as a leader to the place where you were consciously competent. Okay, we all start unconsciously incompetent, right? We're dumb and we don't know it. Then we become consciously incompetent. Now we don't know how to do it and we're aware of our incompetence. But then as we learn and grow and there's that sweet spot there where, where you learn to grow and now you're consciously competent. I know what I'm doing and I'm also very aware of it. Hmm. That is a really sweet spot. And what I would say is if you're in that spot now as a developing leader, please take good notes. Yeah. Take good notes and think through the things that you're learning. If you can do that now, that's going to be gold one day as you go back to mentor guys who are in that spot. And so a lot of us in, in some of our leadership competencies have become unconsciously competent. And that's fine. That's a good thing. That means it's instinctive to us. We're naturally leading. But the guys that you're mentoring... You can't just say, oh, yeah, in that case, you just say this and do this and go there, and it's all going to work out. And they're like, wait, what'd you say? Repeat that? <laughs> you got to slow it down. You got to back it up, and you got to remember when you learned that piece of gold that you just gave them. Yeah. Tell a story that goes along with it. Break it down into something bite-sized and into something reproducible. The more the skills that you're passing on, the leadership blessings that you're passing on, the more they are reproducible, the more influence they're going to be able to have because that person's going to be able to easily pass it on in the future. That was amazing. I just set you up for a home run. Not So you're amazing. <laughs> no. That's what it is. Not just you. You. Uh, please, if you stuck around and listened to this whole thing, <laughs> just take that last piece and apply it to your life, and it will just reap so much fruit. That was incredible. Praise so, God. So, hey, man, I thank you again for not only just uh, hanging out with me and thank learning you, from man. you, but just your friendship, man. I love you, bro. Appreciate you. Yeah. Man, it's always fun to be around Robbie and uh, fun that I always get to learn new and great things. Um, 
It's so great to have peer mentors, people that you're walking alongside and learning and growing together. I hope you know that's what this is as well. I'm not trying to be an expert. Uh, I don't feel like I know everything, but I'm, I'm interviewing and I'm, I'm getting lessons and these type of things, and I'm just passing this information on to you. I'm learning and I've been blessed to grow, and I'm praying that you're learning and growing alongside of me. Uh, another great peer and fellow pastor friend of mine, Andrew Lundy, is going to share one piece of advice, and he's the lead pastor of Solace Church in Boca Raton, which just planted a little less than a year ago. And um, he also got to share in episode four how uh, vision comes from Jesus. Well, in, in today's one piece of advice, he's going to actually talk about the importance of having a mentor and how this has actually helped him and his church plant. You're listening to One Piece of Advice, brought to you by eeleaders.com a ministry to encourage and equip church leaders. How's it going? My name is Andrew. I'm planting Solace Church in Boca Raton, Florida, and I'm still in the early startup stages of a church plant. We haven't even begun our Sunday gatherings yet, just uh, have been meeting with a core group at a home and and spending time in prayer and in the Word and developing our our team. Excited to share with you my one piece of advice uh, thus far on this journey. And um, for me, I would say one of the most important things that I've learned along the way is the value of having a coach or a mentor. Um, Someone who has walked what you've walked through, they've gone before you, uh, and they're able to walk now with you the different challenges, um, defeats, uh, as well as victories, and if anything, uh, just to be a good friend and remind you of the good news of Jesus. Um, I think of a passage of scripture here in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, where Paul is writing to the church of Corinth. And in verse 15 of chapter 4, he says, For though you might have 10,000 instructors in Christ, he says, Yet you do not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, Paul says, I have begotten you through the gospel. Uh, Paul was sort of before his time, I think, uh, explaining this truth, this reality, even in in a day before YouTube, before conferences, before books. Um, What he's basically saying is, is in the church world, there's no shortage of instruction. Great Bible teachers, great podcasts, great websites, great conferences, great books. But what Paul emphasizes is that none of those things can replace the value of a spiritual father, the value of a mentor, of a coach. Um, One thing I've learned is that I can have and learn all the, the strategies and steps to church planning. I can read all the books, I can know all the methods, and yet still be a lonely leader, still be someone who um, is alone in the journey and is, is wrestling through my own insecurities, my own fears, uh, my own doubts um, by myself, which is an unhealthy place to be. And not only that, but as a lonely leader, you can find yourself in the business, in the ministry of making so many withdrawals, you know, so many people that God has entrusted you with to pour into, and you can find yourself empty. Um, The Bible says in Proverbs that he who waters must himself be watered. Um, And certainly that's true of the ministry, that if we're pouring out, we are in desperate need of the same ministry that we're giving others. And so we need to be poured in. 
if, if we are watering, we need to be watered. If we're making so many withdrawals, we need someone to make some deposits in our life. And I've been real thankful to have not just instructors along the way, but to have uh, a few men who have been able to serve as sort of spiritual fathers. And if anything, just be a good friend uh, to remind me of what my truest identity is, which is outside of a church planner or a pastor or even a father or a husband, um, that I am a son of God. Um, and that is something that has been secured for me through Jesus Christ. And uh, the good news of the gospel must, must be preached to me as much as it's being preached through me. Uh, so that's my one piece of advice. Encourage you to make sure along the way that you're not alone, that you have a mentor, that you seek out a coach who can walk you uh, through your journey. So anyway, God bless. Have a good one. Well, thank you so much for just letting me pour into you. I know it's a little weird sometimes with technology. I'm trying to do video. You may be hearing this, uh, but praise God for technology um, that we can actually have a, a conversation I could actually pour into you. And I'd love to hear from you as well. It doesn't have to be a one-sided thing. You can contact me at e, uh, daniel at eeleaders.com. Daniel at eeleaders.com because I'd love to have you contribute, you to be a part of the conversation. I would love to learn from you. And so, man, maybe, uh, you know, God would have me interview you at about an important revelation that he's spoken to you or, or even film you so you can pour into our community. This is what I love about EE Leaders community is we're growing together. We're learning from each other. And so it's just been such a blessing to be able to host this podcast for you. On next week's episode, I'm going to introduce you to one of my current mentors, Dr. Warren uh, gauge. I've been um, taking a preaching class by him for a little over a year and I've just, I've loved it. Uh, it's, it's dry. It's long. It's like an hour and a half of just talking scripture and it is so fruitful. And one of Dr. Gage's um, life lessons is to um, see Jesus in all of scripture. And so he's meeting with pastors uh, and just teaching them this format to see the gospel and everything, to see Jesus and His good news in all of Scripture, Old Testament, New Testament, every passage. And I love that in John 5.39, Jesus said all Scripture points to Him. And so I've learned a lot, and I feel like you're going to grow a lot from His guest lesson next week on how to see Jesus in all of the text. And so until next time, uh, may Jesus continue to pour into you. He's the greatest leader, the greatest mentor that we can have. And may His grace be evident in your life. God bless you. I'm praying for you guys. Thank you so much for listening to this Leadership Lessons podcast. You can watch all the episodes and get all the show notes at eeleaders.com. If this podcast was a blessing to you, I would love for you to share it with your friends on social media. You can find us on social media at eeleaders. You can also help us spread the word by simply writing a review on iTunes or Google Play. My hope for you with this podcast is that it will encourage you and equip you to continue to serve Jesus. Because remember, there's nothing better than doing what God has called you to do.